Hey guys, welcome to Dark Vale. We're your hosts, John and Tori. Dark Vale is a podcast that discusses the darker side of life. We are not professionals on any of the topics we discuss. We do as much research as we can, and we do try to be as accurate as possible. However, no one is perfect, and neither are we. Because we're discussing the darker side of things, this podcast is best listened to by a mature audience. So sit back and get ready to podcast and chill! Dark Vale, and welcome to episode 20. My name is Tori. And my name is John. So, for today's episode, again, I am pushing back. I am pushing forward or I'm pushing back. I don't know which one it is, but I'm pushing. No, I'm pushing back. Um, the, the gruesome episode. <laughs> um, yes, pushing back. Yeah. Oh, I see. Or are you pushing it forward to the next one? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Either way, it's not going to be this one. But this <laughs> one's still... It's still kind of dark, though. Oh, yeah. Um, and mainly it's because... Um, I've picked a very involved serial killer to talk about for that episode. And I'm about three quarters of the way done writing it. But we started a bathroom reno <laughs> yeah. a few days ago. That the, has consumed me. The bathroom reno from from hell. Yeah. And I don't want to write three quarters of it the way I, I want to express it. And then just do like... Just poop out the last part real quick. Yeah, like a story my, my daughter in sixth grade would write. It's like, <laughs> and then they all died. The end. No, I just, I want to, I want a beginning, a middle, and an end the right way. So. Yeah, something that fits together nicely. <clears throat> and the bathroom reno, reno from hell is also the reason that this podcast is even being as late as it is today. Because yeah. it has actually been a bit of a nightmare. Um, I, oh, sorry. No, I was just going to. Quickly say we ran into uh, some plumbing problems. Um, we had a pipe that connected to the sink break and it was leaking a bit and that needed to be replaced. There was about 10 different drives to Red Deer oh, yeah. all weekend. So many. Um, which is which is the, the nearby city we live in because yeah. we live <clears throat> in, I don't even, it's a town, but it's really small. So yeah, we're... Like 5,000 people, I think. Uh, 3,500, I'm pretty sure. Oh, it's even less, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so anyway, it's it's not like it's a far drive, but a drive there and drive back is about probably 40 minutes, half hour. Yeah. Um, so doing that multiple, multiple times ate up a ton of our time, plus regular day-to-day -day life, uh, keeping children alive. Yeah. Um, 
keeping pets alive. That one's not so really <laughs> cats. Um, but yeah, it's there's been like a ton of issues with the bathroom on its own. So yeah, sorry guys. <laughs> Real life hit us good this weekend, and now we're behind again. Yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah, and we live in. We bought a we bought a mobile home. Yeah. From the 1970s, and it's in decent shape. Like, I mean, it's fine, but there were some things we knew when we moved into it that we're going to need to be worked on. And I've been working on, like, little things here and there, and so have you. But, yeah, it, it pretty much came to a point a few days ago where we actually had to replace the countertop. And because we replaced the countertop, of course, we've got to replace the sink and... The plumbing, I mean, we we went to a real plumber who was absolutely puzzled <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> by the water pipes and things that were used in there. And then, yeah, it was going to, he said it was going to be $100 just for us to do it ourselves to change the, the plumbing. Because we went from having two sinks in the bathroom to one sink. And it's just a... Apparently, mobile homes and RVs use the strangest plumbing that's not very common, and it's all very expensive, which uh, now it is anyway, and it's all hard to find because uh, this is plumbing from the 70s, and yeah. that was a long time ago. So to redo things became a bit of a nightmare, and that's why we talked to an actual plumber, and he said for... For the low, low price of about three to four hundred dollars, he could send one of his guys out that could do it really quick for us. And we were just like, uh, we're already a couple hundred deep into this already. <laughs> That's we're not really gonna go that route if we don't have to. Um, so we did it ourselves and we did do it. Yeah. And we got it much, much cheaper than the plumber said that it was gonna cost us to do it ourselves. Uh, to to redo the plumbing and far far more cheaper than having one of his guys come out and do it so that's a proud moment for us i think that uh, we were able to do it it just took a lot of back and forth traveling yeah to to do it but we did it we did do it and we're i'm i'm not quite done um we opted not to get a new vanity so we just put a counter and a sink in on top of the old vanity. So then um, it's like a labor of love for me. Like I like doing stuff like this, but it w it's been very involved for me because I put new like flooring part in the bottom of the vanity, like yep. a, like a new bottom part and paint it the inside of it and refinish some shelving that went in there and now I'm working on sanding and painting the outside of the cupboards because we're going to put handles on it so it's just like all these things right yeah. but <clears throat> our listeners have stopped listening now but <laughs> yeah. that's what's going on with us and um John just had a talk with me before we started recording asking me like what's wrong because I seem really irritated and I have that, like, I don't know, like, I think I might have some OCD or something, because if I've got 
some sort of ongoing project like it's like one track mine like it's all I think about and I just want to do it yeah. and I'm doing like painting in the bathroom and um decided to try this odd plaster wall wall decorative wall plaster on one of the walls in the bathroom and you know like all these time consuming things and then I got like another thing on my mental checklist that I'm doing and I have the one of the worst uh retching retching resting bitch <laughs> resting bitch faces ever and I try to work on it like if I catch myself I'll do like a <laughs> like a mild smile but <laughs> is it is it one of the worst though or is it one of the best because <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but i don't mean it doesn't mean i'm grouchy and i'm mad at everyone in the house i just you're just very focused and very driven <laughs> i'm sorry I get and it. sometimes i do get irritated because for a while it seemed like every 10 minutes somebody needed the bathroom yeah that's been half the battle too because in our in our mobile home we only have actually one bathroom <laughs> but Every second week, there are five people here, five humans that need to use that one single bathroom. And yep. it turns out that a lot of the time, uh, multiple people need the bathroom at the same time, <laughs> which creates a lineup. And this, depending on what the bathroom's being needed for, can be a 10-minute wait or it could be a 45-minute wait. It depends... Who needs it and what's being done in there? <laughs> yeah, and I don't know if it was yesterday. I think it was, no, or the day before. Um, You know, like I left the bathroom for a few minutes to do, I don't know what I was doing, but I go back to go work on it and my teenage son is in the shower. <laughs> yeah. Sweet. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. Saw an so. empty bathroom and was like, oh, sweet, they're done. I can, I can use this. And I know there was one time last night you went to, you had left the bathroom for a moment to grab something you were not you were out of the bathroom maybe five minutes and <clears throat> your daughter ninja'd her way in there like a silent stealth assassin i didn't even hear the door or anything <laughs> <laughs> but i heard you go to open it and uh her say that she was in there and i was like yeah, yeah that makes sense because you did just leave it so somebody's got to be in there now yeah <laughs> So, yeah, I'm not grouchy and there's nothing actually wrong. It's just that. So Yeah, mild frustrations. <clears throat> Plus, that, like like we said, the whole thing has been a nightmare and it's yeah. been mildly frustrating at times and super frustrating at times and, and that, but we're getting through it. And um, we're still not done with the finishing touches, but we also realize that the, the fin finishing touches are taking longer then we planned, and if we wait till we're done them like we planned, there won't actually be a podcast today. Yeah. It might be Tuesday or Wednesday. So yeah. we're squeezing the podcast in right now, and and that because we got to get one out to you guys. You've already been waiting. And then uh, onward to the finishing touches. Yeah. Part of that is the cleanup of the yard where all the old plumbing and the sinks are. <laughs> yeah. And, and when we're I looking think... real trailer right now. <laughs> yeah, we actually are. Yeah. And when I think about that, honey, it's not just a case of me focusing on what I need to do. And I'm just being serious. I, that is, I'm actually mad at that. 
I'm just kidding. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm just kidding. There's nothing we can do about it right now. There's no point in until we have all... There will be more garbage and stuff. There's no point in doing anything until we're ready to take it all. So Yeah. We don't want to do multiple trips to the dumps dump because that is actually a further further drive than Red Deer or about the same, I guess. But I it costs say, money every time. I would say it's closer. Is it closer? Maybe. Um, anyways. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's what we've been up to. What do you guys have been up to? Yeah. Any home <laughs> renos that have been something that was going to be simple and easy turn into a, a full weekend and part of a week uh, nightmare yeah but you know what the thing is is that we're calling it a nightmare but it's it wasn't as bad as it sounds it's just it could have been far worse yeah like and far more work we thought i thought it was actually gonna just take the day we decided to do it yeah, yeah. and then i remember that yeah and then it ended up being way more complicated and I noticed way more things that should be done because I'm like, oh, if we're going to put the money into a new sink and a new faucet and a new counter and blah, 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 then we can't leave these cupboards. Oh, I got to pull off this goddamn wallpaper <laughs> off the bathroom wall now because that was driving me nuts since we moved in. It's like some of it's like nice and tight to the wall and some of it's just, some of it's just like hanging at this point and i tried painting over it and i tried doing things and i was like you know what no i'm just getting rid of this and that took stupid amounts of time even yeah. though it was easy it still took stupid amounts of time yeah and then i think that was like 90s wallpaper but underneath it i found a few patches of that glorious like orange and brown flowered stuff in the <laughs> yeah. 70s which has just become part of the wall now like you can't even take it off yeah so whatever man <laughs> <laughs> anyways <clears throat> moving on all right so today i'm gonna talk about i am just me yeah sorry bad wording there. <laughs> um if you guys didn't know john and i often take turns so john will come up with a uh topic and He'll prepare all the stuff, and sometimes I do. And today I am. That's why I said that. But um, So today we're going to talk about something known as the 27 Club. Have you heard of that? Yes, I have heard of it. Um, I didn't know that it actually stretched back as far as it did. Yeah. I thought it was something that was fairly recent like at least within the last couple of decades but um i was surprised and shocked to know it went back much further than that but um yeah yeah i do i do know of it and about it a bit so what is it honey well it's all the the famous um actors actresses singers um Kind of the, the stars that have died at the age of 27. Yeah. And a lot of them have been suicides. Mm -hmm. A lot of them have been drug overdoses. Yeah. A lot of them just been accidents. And, and that, but 27 kind of seems to be the common age for this. Yeah. So what's your personal thought on that? Do you think... It's neat and interesting and odd, or do you think 
maybe people have just gathered a bunch of random people that did die at 27, but if we were to look at like 29 or 31 or whatever, um, cause I'm sure I could make like an 87 club. Right? Like, yeah. Because at that age, people are, I don't know. I was just trying to be funny, but also. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, no, I get what you're saying. I I think it's neat and interesting because that, the the, the age 27 has been the, the only one that I've ever heard of. There's not the 21 club. There's not the 87 club. There's not the 36 club. There, It's just the age 27. And I remember, man, early, early 2000s or even the late 90s hearing about this and thinking like, oh man, that's crazy. And over the years hearing about it here and there and like very randomly and sporadically, but, and not much ever about it, but just that it's a thing. And I was like, yeah, that's really weird and interesting. Like why... 27 like you're you're just about ending your 20s you're just about get, you're gonna begin your 30s like what is happening at the age of 27 like why why there yeah i think i think that's interesting too yeah i just personally don't believe t the age of 27 is important in any way yeah um <laughs> um i i like magical thinking Trust yeah. me, I hope the Bermuda Triangle is real. I absolutely wish there was a Bigfoot. Um, in this one, I think it's a bunch of coincidences. But honestly, I truly believe if we were to look into other deaths of other people, we'd find clusters of other age groups too. Um, this one might be more of a cluster. Yeah. Um, and maybe that's why it's the 27 Club. It's just the bigger... I, Cluster, I, maybe? I just think more people have been collecting people for this and being like, oh, this guy, and then there's this guy, and then there's this guy. I just think that personally. Yeah. I I don't know. <laughs> I, I got nothing. <laughs> I, I don't know either. But I think it's curious. Oh, yeah, for sure. <clears throat> uh, yeah. Aside from that, I do think it's curious and I do think um, it's so interesting because when we look into which people actually died at 27 and how they died, it's yep. very interesting, I'd say. Yeah. So, um... What is the 27 Club? Well, the 27 Club is the somewhat morbid name for a large group of famous musicians slash celebrities um, who all died at the age of 27. This is also referred to as sometimes as the Forever 27 Club, which I just found chilling. I think it's creepy. I don't know. The calling it the Forever 27 Club? Yeah, I don't like that. No? Like, I don't know. Aren't most women Forever 29? You know, you know what, honey? <laughs> Most women like that one, but do you know what? I can't wait to be in the Forever 59 Club because hopefully we're very close to retiring and chilling. And if you like pina coladas, <laughs> I, I don't know. Yeah, that's true. Hopefully we're 
retired nicely before 59. Yeah. But that's that's going to be dependent on them lotto tickets. Am I right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got nothing. Um, No, I, I agree with you, honey. Um, So... Fans and conspiracy theorists believe the large number of rock and roll deaths, at least 50, apparently, according to author Howard Soans, isn't, isn't merely a coincidence, okay? They feel 27 is a cursed age, which at, at which influential musicians die, basically. Um, or they're, they're at risk. And I don't, I, I don't know. Do I believe in curses? I don't know. I believe in, if you have negative thoughts, you can be attracted to negative things. But do I believe in a curse? Eh, I don't know. Maybe I'm tempting voodoo right now. But, um... I think that your mentality has to match the negativity that's floating around and pair up for something that seems cursed to happen. That's what I think. Yeah. Do I think... That makes sense. Do I think that you can just find yourself as a 27-year-old musician and be like, oh man, I'm at risk. I hope I don't die. <laughs> yeah. uh, no, because I don't think you're in the mindset to connect with that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and it also depends on, I, th I think largely on your lifestyle too, because um, a lot of these are actual drug overdoses. Yeah. Um, and I get that that kind of fits in the lifestyle of the, like a, a rock and roll or a singer. Um I guess just even in Hollywood in general, drugs are a fairly big part of it. But yeah, you're not wrong. <laughs> you're not hitting the age of 27 and being like, ah, shit, this might be the end of me this year. Uh, I just want to point out that John and I both looked at imaginary watches <laughs> when we when we were talking about that. <laughs> I need a watch. We did the same thing. We're just like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> we looked on it to base a year of age. Yeah, we both when we not both said... Uh, I'm 27. We both looked at our imaginary watch. I did it four times just now. <laughs> All right. So here are some of the people that died at 27 that belong to this club. Amy Winehouse. She is. She was a very good singer. I enjoyed her very much. She died of an alcohol overdose in 2011. Do you have any comments about Amy Winehouse? Um, she had some good tunes. Um, I knew she died at 27, and she was part of the 27 Club. But yeah. that's that's about it. I When I read that she died of an alcohol overdose, that one surprised me, because I thought I only remembered reading that she died of a drug overdose, and that was that was either wrong or I just had it mixed up in my head. Maybe they just use the term overdose as a general thing. Yeah, they might have done that too, for sure. Because lots of people don't put alcohol in the category of drugs because alcohol is different, but it actually is considered a drug. So Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's my uh, diploma in community services and addictions right there. You did it. Which I don't work in at the moment. <laughs> 
We work in uh, podcasts and home renovations right now. <laughs> we do. Um, CEO of Yellow Nut Crumbs on the counter. That's me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is you. Okay. So, <laughs> Kurt Cobain also. I'd say Kurt Cobain is one of the most well-known members of the 27 Club. Yeah. There's him and Jimi Hendrix are the two that I knew. Yeah. That were really famous that were part of it. Um, so anybody who doesn't know who Kurt Cobain is, he was the singer of beloved Tori Gilbertson TM's beloved band Nirvana. Yeah. And I say Nirvana. I do not say Nirvana. Yeah. I don't judge anybody for the way they say it. Don't judge me. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> How do you say it? I say Nirvana. Nirvana? Yeah. Yeah. But I, same thing. I don't. Nirvana, Nirvana, I don't care. I just, I always have a lot of people being like, uh, it's pronounced Nirvana. Uh, it's Nirvana to me. Yeah. Just like I say Mario, I do not say Mario. Yeah, I mostly say Mario, but I catch myself saying Mario sometimes. <laughs> so I guess it depends how I'm, or what I'm referencing to do with it kind of thing. Yeah. <clears throat> um. So Kurt Cobain died of a alleged self-inflicted gunshot wound um and apparently he also had enough I, th I believe it was heroin in his body that he would have overdosed had the uh gunshot not killed him yeah um and when i say allegedly i'm just kind of referring to the fact that there are so many conspiracy yeah. theories and People saying he didn't do it. Uh, Courtney Love killed him, who is his wife, who is the lead singer of Hole. Um, just all that stuff. Yeah. Do you have a belief on this? Do you think it was just a suicide? I am actually torn. Um, I don't know, but I do know that it has been one of the most well-known conspiracies of my age group yeah um with no actual definitive answer it's just kind of people are i feel like because i don't know how many different conspiracies there are but i do know the two conspiracies or the yeah whatever w what i know is he either killed himself or courtney love did it and do i know what happened no i got i got no clue um do I think that she did it? I don't know. Do I think she's capable of it? Yeah. Because they were both big druggies. Yeah. And who knows what happened. So that's why I say I, I honestly don't know, but I definitely think she's capable of it. But I also think he is completely capable of suicide too. Yeah. Um. So... Yeah, I, I honestly don't know. People are either he did it or she did it kind of thing. Yeah. And personally me, though, I'm, I don't know. Somebody did it, though. <laughs> you did it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I agree. I, I tend to believe that he did it. Um, I've read a lot of stuff, watched some documentaries on it, and... At times, other things seem plausible, but 
Truthfully, he even left a fairly detailed suicide note, which some people deny was him as well, but I don't know. Yeah. Um, as much as I really enjoyed him as a musician and a person and wished it hadn't even have happened, yeah. I believe that he did it. Yeah. Personally. Yeah, it would be really interesting to see Nirvana as a band now. Oh, see, I said Nirvana that time. See, I don't know. I say things weird sometimes. Um, But to see what they'd be doing now for music, like as the, you know, decades have gone, music has yeah. changed, like how they would shape themselves to stay relevant and, and that... I keep staring at. My... I know. I keep looking at that too. I have a I have a Nirvana box set book thing. It's really cool. It even has um, little sleeves and envelopes in it that are exact reproductions of, like their set their set lists for concerts. Oh and yeah. T- movie or movie tickets, yeah. <laughs> Concert tickets and flyers that they sent out in like the eighties and nineties and stuff. That's really it, cool. It is really neat. I've never actually had a look through that thing, but I should have a look through it one day. Yeah. That's, it that's really neat. Goes through the story of... It's just very interesting. Yeah. Um. All right. So, John Michael Basquiat is listed in this. I do not know who that is. I do not believe I said that name right. Basquiat. Yeah, I'm not sure. That's a... That's a tough one. That's a French one for sure. An acclaimed musician, artist, and recovering drug addict found dead of an overdose in 1988. Oh, yeah. And then we have Jimi Hendrix, who most people have heard of. Um, An influential guitarist found dead from drugs and asphyxiation on his own vomit in 1970. And that is another... One that many people wish had never happened, for sure. I mean, I said that wrong. We don't wish any of them happened, but I feel like that one was a very largely mourned situation as well because he was very beloved and very famous, and it's uh, quite a shame. Uh, Ron Pigpen McKernan. Oh. Founding member of the Grateful Dead, dead of a gastrointestinal hemorrhage in 1973. Yikes. How, have I been more in, involved with Grateful Dead? I would probably know how to say his name right? Question mark? See, and I like some of the Grateful Dead, but there is a lot of bands I really like and music I like, but I don't know necessarily the name of the band members. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's, that's true for sure. Uh, and then Jim Morrison, who I... Absolutely adore. I love his music. He was a weirdo with talent, and he's right up my alley. Yeah, and the description for that one is completely on point. Uh, legendary frontman of the Doors. Like he, he is definitely a legend. Yeah, he was found dead in the tub from an overdose in 1971. Although questions still abound over the exact circumstances of his death. So, um, there's different theories about him as well, but Jim Morrison absolutely 
always d- did drugs a lot and yeah drank a lot like very heavily and would get on stage and be like i'm the lizard king and <laughs> yeah. um i think he would go into the desert and like trip out on lsd or whatever other kinds of drugs for like days at a time so him dying of an overdose from drugs seems like that is what happened yeah not the most shocking yeah story there um janice joplin 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 (laughs) (laughs) janice joplin uh famed psychedelic rock singer dead of a heroin overdose in 1970 as well see that one's another one that's not the most shocking story um famous um a legend in her own right yeah but she's a legend in her own right because pretty much everybody knew that she was hard into drugs. Yeah. And that's just... Unfortunately, the lifestyle brings not the most shocking story when you hear that they died of a drug overdose. Yeah, exactly. Sad, nonetheless. Um, and then there's an obvious thing to say, which is... Um, Professor Diana Kenny of the University of Sydney reported in a 2014 study that the 27 Club theory is nothing but a myth. Rock stars don't die more often than the rest of us at age 27, but they do tend to die younger. But like you had pointed out, it's lifestyle things that are probably what's what's connecting that. Yeah, a bit of the root cause to that one. Excuse me. Um, so then why is there so much focus on the age 27? Likely because the term the 27 club is catchy and interesting to think about. That's a simple, uh, explanation. Yeah. Um, and because most of these deaths, deaths involve drug overdoses or strange circumstances, a certain mystique emerged around them. Um... It's easier to accept that your idols were predestined to join the club instead of facing the truth that they are simply victims of their own mortality is kind of what some of the thinking is on it, too. All right, so that's kind of all I really came up with specifically about the 27 Club because, I mean, we could go through a bunch of people's names and, you know, their deaths and stuff, but I think the whole gist of what makes it interesting is the fact that it's even a thing and people talk about it and when maybe another musician passes away at that age it's another reason to talk about that yeah and it's it's not just limited to musicians there's a bunch of actors that are in it too and i think the the only reason i even want to mention this one is because the way he died at his age 27 was an actual complete freak accident um his name was anton yelchin um he a a lot of you guys might not maybe know who he is exactly but he was uh an actor in the two new star trek movies they've made and um he died in 2016. I actually didn't think it was that long ago. Um, but he he failed to arrive at a rehearsal and Yelchin was found 
by his friends just before midnight pinned between his Jeep Grand Cherokee and a brick pillar gatepost outside his house in California. Um, he was the victim of what was described as a freak accident. So what happened was as Yelchin got out of his car and went to check his locked gate, the vehicle, <clears throat> excuse me, apparently rolled back down his driveway, which was on a steep incline and trapped him against a pillar and a security fence. And he suffered blunt trauma asphyxiation, I think is what they, um, blunt traumatic asphyxia, sorry. And, uh, that's, that's what killed him at 27. So I, I, and like I said, I only pointed that one out because I knew of that death and I knew it was an actual freak accident, yeah. like to have something like that happen. And he was alone. He got pinned there. Nobody was able to help him. He wouldn't have been able to scream. He just died. Yeah, that's really sad. That's really sad. It's really crazy too. Like that it's something super simple and super harmless. That's like a Final Destination act there almost. Yeah, exactly. Um, quick question, since we kind of brought that up. Um, do you think, I think we might have talked about something like this before, but do you think your life is all based on free will or when it's your time, it's your time and the universe makes sure your time has come? Just like Final Destination type stuff. I am a pretty firm believer that we are mostly destined, like we have a path written out for us. And is it one solid straight path? No. I think we make choices in life that might change that path. But that almost contradicts what I'm saying too. <laughs> um, it's it's a weird thing. I've had this discussion. I, I we've had this discussion a few times, and I've had this discussion with buddies over the years too. And it's it's hard to say, I guess, whether we're really destined for something or. We're just free will making our choices, or do we think we're free will making our choices, but we're actually just following the path that's already been destined for us. We just think it's free will. Yeah. And everything is happening the way it was supposed to every time. All our hardships, all our great things, they were meant to happen. Um, they were to help shape our personality. Um But I'd say I, I mostly firmly believe that that the universe has already picked how things are going to go for us. And some of us die of old age and some of us are not even able to experience life more than a year. And that's the end of it for us there. It's just how it was written. Interesting. Hmm. How about yourself? Um, I think I'm about to make our listeners think I'm crazy. Um, 
not really, but kind of. Um, <laughs> I actually think that we make soul contracts before we're even born, where we decide what kind of experiences we want in our life. And I still don't believe it's our 100% our destination or destiny, I yeah. mean, um, because free will sticks itself in there and possibly this time around I don't get what I signed up for or the lessons I signed up for. <clears throat> That's why I got to do it again. Uh, maybe next time. And hmm. But I do think that we are controllers of our own destiny based on what we've decided this lifetime is meant for. And I think our higher selves are what has decided that. However, me at this vibration as a human on earth right now, it's my job to figure it out because I don't know for sure. And you're looking at me like, wow, yeah, I'm spending the rest of my life with you. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I find your thought on it really fascinating. It's not a way I've ever heard anybody mention it, but it's very thought provoking. And I like that. I find it very interesting. Oh, thanks. But I do, I do believe that. But yeah. I do think that free will is a very strong power. And I don't think the book is written for what's going to happen to anybody. Um, yeah. However, who knows? Because, like... When you speak of maybe a ch uh, like a young child or something that yeah. passes away tragically, I don't know what the lesson was in that, and I don't know what kind of soul contract that is, unless it really just was um, a freak accident, which kind of says that like free will and the unknown is a real force as well. So yeah. who knows? However, then you could go as deep as to say, well, maybe that child made some sort of soul contract to help the people who were his family learn learn a certain lesson. So, yeah. you know, that that is a prearranged destiny based on something too, right? So yeah. I think it's neat to think about that stuff. And I think the truth is, is that we will never know for sure until... It's time to reboot onto the next phase that our soul goes through. So, mm -hmm. um, I think there's a lot of value in uh, pondering it, though, because oh, yeah. I think we put ourselves at deeper levels of existence, even by not coming up with any answer, just thinking about it. Like, I think we live on the surface of a lot of things in 2020 and i think trying to get back to the roots of just pondering that's why i find philosophy and other things so interesting yeah yeah <clears throat> i i enjoy discussions about that because it is very thought-provoking and a lot of times i've found even myself like when i'm discussing it and I'm talking about it and I'm trying to argue a point. Um, 
I end up in a in a branch where I'm contradicting what I said. And then I'm like, oh man, I didn't actually necessarily look at it that way. And then you think about it more and then you're like, yeah, but like the whole free will thing, right? Like, um, do we, do we actually have free will or do we just think we have free will because we're making choices, yeah. but are there already choices that have been predetermined? And that's the, the choice we made was because we had a predestined path. Like, could anybody pick up a gun and go out and kill someone? Sure. But are only the people that have that on their path going to do that? Because I could go and do all the stuff and get a gun legally and then just go shoot someone. And that... But at, at what point is is that a free will choice or was that a destined path? I yes. I was already written to go through all this stuff, get the gun legally, and then I was written to go out and be a psychopath. Um, or, obviously, I'm, that's not what I'm going to do. That's that's my pre-written written path. I I'm gonna say I could do that. I could go kill somebody. Anybody could kill somebody, but only the people that act on it are the ones that actually have that written into their their destiny. And yeah, a lot of people would say, oh, but they, they chose to do it. But did they? But if you circle back to my idea, they did choose to do it because they entered a soul contract where that's the path they picked for that lifetime. Yeah. Right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that's, that's why I say I really, your, your theory is very thought-provoking. I like that one. <clears throat> And see, when I say that, I think I invoke the idea that I believe necessarily in, uh, what's it called? Multiple lives. I know I have that term wrong. What is it? Uh, like the, the multiverse, like the, no, no, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, like you regenerate. What's the oh, word? Um, my brain is dead. Um, oh, I know what word you're thinking about too. Is it reincarnation? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> And I don't know if I necessarily believe in reincarnation. Reincarnation. I don't know how to explain it. Like, yeah. I don't think... You're going to come back as a deer. Well, no, not even that. I don't think human souls just repeatedly... Or, like, I don't think our souls are just repeatedly earthbound. Oh, I see. I, I think souls can make a contract to be something else somewhere else. Or... Now I'm going to do this in whatever, at whatever vibration and frequency, wherever in the universe. Like, mm -hmm. I think Earth is just a path that we take as we rise in our being. I don't even know. Yeah. You know? Um, like, maybe next time I'm like, well, I've had enough of experiencing humanity on Earth. Um, I'm going to do this but i think you have to your soul has to develop and evolve yeah onto different levels and i think being part of humanity on earth here is part of that lesson so i feel like if you if your soul hasn't collected the right lesson or experience or wisdom then you do come back and you try to gain it in a different way yeah and that makes me sound crazy but i believe 
we are universal beings. Mm-hmm. Jonathan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I agree with a lot of what you said. Um, I absolutely don't think that death is the end. Um, I think life is an experience and at the end of that experience, we move on to a new experience and our souls are ever evolving and, and that for sure, we're not having the same experience. Like we're not, um, living the same life over and over and over again, necessarily. Um, that has the chance to spiral into the multiverse and parallel universe theory theory, and that we are basically living almost the exact same life over and over again too. But um, in the grand scheme of things, we're a soul, an entity. This is just our... Our flesh suit. Yeah, our flesh suit, our mode of experiencing human life. And we die... We come back, we experience a whole different life, and it's a new experience that our soul is banking up, basically. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. No, I think that's that's really cool, and I agree with a lot of what you said. I think that's that's magical and interesting. Yeah. And there's, you know, there's like a school of thought where you start out as a fleck of dust, let's say. Yeah. You come back and you evolve to plant. You come back and you I'm skipping some of the levels, but I'm just showing a, a chain an evolution really. You come back and you experience animal. You come back and you experience human. You come back and you experience whatever's next on the, you know. And that's It's like leveling up, like an RPG. Yeah. Our souls are the ultimate gamer. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Um, but And there's also an interesting thing called the Akashic Records, which are an idea that everything you're, that has happened to your soul is written in these mystical books. Oh. And that's neat too, but I'm not going to get into all of that. But That is interesting. I've never heard of that before. Mm-hmm. I like that. And like, I know somebody that does Reiki and she has the belief that you can tap into your Akashic records and do healing okay. within yourself. And yeah, it's just neat. That's really neat. Yeah. So maybe one day we'll talk more about that kind of stuff. But yeah. um, I think... We got a little bit off topic, but I think it was still fairly interesting. I think so. And um, a few weeks or a few episodes ago, I introduced a little thing at the end of the episode called, I think it was called What what the Hell is Wrong with People or something. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> where, <clears throat> where I read a news article that I just found kind of insane to talk about yep and this one is called is kevin McAllister more of a psychopath than the saw movies jigsaw (laughs) and as you can tell from the name of the article it's very serious yep and who is kevin McAllister? do you know yep he's the uh 
the young lad off of the Home Alone movies. Yep. He got left home alone by his parents in the very first uh, movie, and he set up some pretty crazy uh, traps for the burglars that were trying to break in. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, just to repeat, is Kevin McAllister more of a psychopath than Jigsaw? And Jigsaw is the mastermind behind the Saw movies. Yep. There's like seven of them, I think, or eight. Seven or... No, I think there's eight in total. There's seven Saw movies and one Jigsaw movie. Yeah. Yes. And these movies, for people who aren't familiar with them, um, a deranged man basically sets up elaborate traps for people he kind of kidnaps and sticks into these situations and their puzzles kind of that they have to try to get out of. Yeah, that's yeah, <clears throat> the basis behind that. Yeah. All right. So I'm just going to read this article. One has been called torture porn and the other a Christmas classic. <laughs> but what if I told you that one of the that one of films an antagonist is actually a model citizen? And what if the other's protagonist is actually a suburban psycho? For the unfamiliar, Jigsaw is the terminally ill mastermind behind the torture traps in the famous Saw movies. Kevin McAllister is a child who defends his home from burglars in the movie Home Alone. Two characters from two polar opposite genres couldn't possibly have anything in common. Could they? (laughs) (laughs) Uh... Though painstaking research, oh, sorry, through painstaking research, I have deduced that these two, that these two exhibit similar traits, but one is far more sinister than the other. Let's answer this question once and for all. Is Jigsaw or Kevin McAllister the bigger psychopath? Let's start with their similarities. (laughs) Note, the following is in good fun and not meant to be taken seriously. Yeah. It's a joke, guys. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But both Jigsaw and Kevin are driven by a sense of injustice. Jigsaw's purpose is to teach the worst members of society a lesson through torture. Kevin feels as if his entire family and the world are against him. Both feel that they are being slighted. And instead of talking to a therapist, they decide to fight back. (laughs) Both craft devilish traps that torture and and maim their adversaries. They weaponize their intellect to punish those who have wronged them. But the reason for this punishment is ultimately what sets them apart. Jigsaw's traps are undoubtedly more fatal. Razor wire mazes and bear trap headgear being about as deadly as you can imagine a trap to be. Yet for their inheritance... Inheritan- inherent aggressiveness jigsaw's traps can be escaped his victims always have an opportunity to free themselves from the trap no matter how painful and debilitating it may be this is not something that kevin can say about his house of horrors (laughs) his house of horrors (laughs) kevin never allows the wet bandits who break into his home an opportunity to repent for their crimes. He never attempts to teach each of them a life lesson or steer 
their morality in a new direction. Instead, his one and only priority is to brutalize these flawed men. At no point... Oh, sorry. Yeah, I'm no... playing with my water bottle, sorry. <laughs> John always does something like... I get fidgety, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> like randomly take his shirt off while we're chatting if the, if the room is hot or <laughs> rub his hands together like he's building a fire. I, don't... <laughs> I can't help that one when I'm talking. <laughs> <clears throat> sorry. Right. He never attempts, attempts to teach them a life lesson or steer their morality in a new direction. Instead, his one and only priority is to brutalize these flawed men. At no point was Kevin forced to resort to booby, booby traps. Rather than calling the police or fire department or telling someone in town, we know from his trip we know from his trip to the pharmacy that his town isn't empty. <laughs> he chooses to handle the criminals himself. He chooses to physically brutalize them rather than allowing the injustice or sorry, than allowing the justice system to handle them. He is a vigilante. Vigilante. <laughs> vigilante. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you added some extra spice to that. Ah, the vigilante. <laughs> At the beginning of this episode, I was like, I don't say fancy things. I say Nirvana. <laughs> I say Mario. But this is a vigilante. Yeah, you just fancified that word. I like Okay. So, there is the problematic reality that Kevin is child. I'm 28. Well, I'm not, but I'm reading an article someone wrote. <laughs> I'm 28, and I would absolutely shit myself if two men broke into my house while I was home alone. I'm not proud of it, but I am nothing if not a realist. Does Kevin? Nope. <clears throat> Why does it say does Kevin? Did that make sense? Anyways, it just says does Kevin? Nope. This kid is stone cold cool, mostly calm and collected. He's more afraid of the roaring boiler in his basement than two potential killers. <laughs> That's true, too. <laughs> he decides to rig his house with booby traps. He repurposes toys and appliances to burn, break, and penetrate the intruders. For as sadistic as Jigsaw's traps are, at least they would kill their victim once the allotted time for them to solve it ran out. None of Kevin's traps are fatal. In fact, they are designed to ensure the wet bandits bandits will survive each and every blow. Kevin is about inflicting a variety of non-fatal pain on his victims, ranging from icy steps to a blowtorch to tarring and feathering them. The type of pain associated with these injuries compound and form lifelong health complications <laughs> that unemployable criminals would never be able to afford the health care for. No. It's similar to to when Batman says he is above killing, but then has no problem shattering countless kneecaps and vertebrae. While not true. killing, while not killing is admirable, kneecaps and vertebrae are kind of an important part of life. Yeah. The finality, 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 finality of Jigsaw's traps ultimately shows he is far more merciful than Kevin, who gleefully submits his prey to lifelong health complications. In this regard, Jigsaw is a humanitarian, really. <laughs> there is also the unavoidable truth that the outside of their penchant that outside of their penchant for traps and bloodshed 
One is a criminal and one is not. As far as we know, outside of his traps and abductions, Jigsaw is a model citizen without a criminal record. As far as we know, outside of Kevin defending his home, he is a thief. (laughs) (laughs) Deciding to steal a toothbrush from a small business rather than a big pharma chain shows Kevin sides with major corporations (laughs) and is thus capitalist... A capitalist bootlicking predator. (laughs) Whether whether or not the wet bandits ever decided to burglarize his home, Kevin would still have stolen the toothbrush. (laughs) His excuse is because what? He was scared? Please. Meanwhile, Jigsaw had... Meanwhile, had Jigsaw not developed a terminal illness, he wouldn't have become a serial killer. He would have continued his life as just another hardworking citizen. Given this evidence, I hereby find that Kevin McAllister is the bigger psychopath of the two. His path to psychostatus was accelerated when the wet bandits picked his house to rob. But there are enough indications that it was in his nature to become what he is. While both Kevin and Jigsaw believe in vigilantism, vigil. Yeah, that's right. Uh, one looks to reform <clears throat> those they target, while the other basks in the brutality he inflicts. <laughs> I feel for the McAllister family, as they did all the good things, all the things good parents are supposed to do: provide a roof, food, and education to their child, in hopes that they would grow to do the same for their kids. But in Kevin's case, there is simply no fixing pure, unadulterated evil. (laughs) (laughs) That was a great article. I really like that. (laughs) It's all in fun, guys. Yeah. So I think that wraps up our episode. Yeah. And next week we will have a mystery serial killer for sure. 900 million promises. I got nothing, but yeah, next week. You heard it here. It's on Tori if we don't. Yeah. (laughs) Unless I decide to get a new fridge, take all the brick out of the kitchen, um, refinish that. I'm just kidding. Yeah. No, we're not going to do anything else (laughs) for a bit. Um, So I would like to talk about um, Little Nerdy, which is... Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, one of our favorite podcasts. They have a podcast that comes out every Tuesday. 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 And they talk about things that some people consider nerdy stuff or things some people just consider life. Yeah, exactly. Life hobbies. It's it's a, a podcast to release your inner nerd with. Yeah. So it's things like um, TV shows, movies, yep, uh, books, games, yep, anime, yep, um, board games, not just video games. Yeah, so it's all types of different things, yeah. really. And one Friday a month, they do their debate without hate, which is um, they generally have opposing ideas about. Just regular life issues and other yeah. things. Yeah, it's that is probably one of my favorite episodes they do. Yeah. Is their debate without hate. It's always funny. Um, there's some good laughs, um, good arguments. Are you Team Owen? Are you Team Michelle? Um, 
Yeah, it's it's a good listen. You guys should definitely check it out. Yeah. An example of something like that might be something like um I I brought up a time to talk about this, John. Now you're on the spot. I'm going to say it. What is it? <laughs> <laughs> um like when like I grew up on like rurally, like on a farm and yep. you grew up in the city, right? Yep. And um <clears throat> the way Okay, when I say the word work clothes, hey, John, are those your work clothes? And you're like, yeah. Um, What do work clothes mean to you and what do work clothes mean to me? My work clothes are the clothes I I wear to work and I present myself as an electrician uh, somewhat professionally, I try. And my work clothes to you mean that they are meant for any kind of work. It doesn't matter what you're doing around the house, whether you're changing oil or you're painting. (laughs) These are clothes you can get paint all over. (laughs) And for me, they're not because then I got to wear clothes that you wore of mine that are covered in paint to work. And I I stop looking like a professional electrician and I start looking like (laughs) not a professional electrician (laughs) yeah because i you know what i didn't even know there were there was a difference to people until i borrowed your work clothes one time and you you borrowed one of my work hoodies yeah i was like this is a work hoodie right you're like yeah and i was like sweet i'm gonna wear it you're like okay and then um you're like tori why did you get paint all over this hoodie and i and i said that they're work clothes honey they don't matter work clothes and then you said but I'm an electrician. I'm not a painter. And I said, work clothes all have one use. You could do any sort of work in them. <laughs> and you told me that wasn't how they worked. <laughs> no. That's why I have um, things that, that you call work clothes, I call painting clothes. Because they're <laughs> clothes that have paint on them. They're for painting only. I have coveralls. Those are uh, from old oil field jobs that I've worked on that are, those are good for sliding yourself under a vehicle, <laughs> getting oil on and grease all over you. Um, yeah, I got spe- special, special clothes for certain clothes for certain projects. Yeah. Let's, you, let's say that. You got different categories for work clothes and I just got one category called work clothes. Yeah. It, it looks, it looks silly when you got to go into your, your job as an electrician and your black Carhartt overall, coverall, overalls are uh, covered with a bunch of paint splotches. And then all the other guys are like, uh, what are you, what are you doing outside of work with your work clothes? Why are you wearing, why are you wearing those? I don't think anyone asks that. I think they're like, oh, he must have been painting. And then that's it. They would they would look at me and say, oh, you're you're in the electrical department right now. Uh, the painting bay <laughs> is over there. That, that's, that's what they'd say to me. It's neither here nor there. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, yes, that would be an example. Yeah. But maybe, uh, maybe we say ours a little bit more aggressively than they do. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Although... I didn't try to change you on that. I just explained to you how work clothes could just be work clothes for anything. Yeah. 
I I disagree. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so that's Little Nerdy. And then um, I just wanted to... I posted these on our Facebook page. Um, my son has... A, twi a Twitch account and and a YouTube, YouTube, a YouTube channel. Yep. Um, his name is Dolphin D O L P H Y N, um, and he is a gamer and. Yeah, he does kind of like the the let's play. Yeah. Videos. Yeah. <clears throat> and um, for anybody who's interested in adding another uh, subscription to their life, you could. Please go and check him out. He is 16 years old and um, has a fairly good thing going, I think. Yeah, he's he's really, really smart and he's very comedic. Yeah. And he also does his own editing on those videos and um, kind of his, his side job. Yeah. Just making a couple extra bucks here and there. He does some editing for... Other YouTubers that are out there and trying to kind of make a name for themselves. So yeah. if uh, you're one of them and you want some editing, um, strike up a conversation with them. Yeah. Or, yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, or message us on our Facebook page. Or that, yeah. John's idea was better. Why wouldn't you just talk to him? Yeah. So erase <laughs> what I said. <laughs> um, and then I'm just going to name drop one more thing. Um, so my brother Lanny. He ha he's got the same thing going. He's got a gameplay Twitch account and also a YouTube channel. And his name is Spicy M Muscard. Musk Turd. Musk Turd. That's what it was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> spicy so, Musk Turd. So the word spicy and then M U S K T U R D. And it's all one word. And he right now is. He's just got a couple videos on YouTube, but he's got quite a few things going on Twitch all the time. And same thing, um, he's fun to watch and support. And yeah, uh, he is fun to watch. He's a goofy guy. Yep. Um, he fell off his chair yeah, the other day say, for he, no reason. He was gaming hard and he fell off his chair. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah, my son Dolphin. He, uh, that's not what I named him, but I'm just, you, you see what I'm doing here? Yeah, that's um, his tag. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, he edits all of his stuff. Yeah. Or a large part of it. I don't know if all of it, but anyways. Yeah, so check those out. If you want. If you're into watching the game, the gameplay stuff thing. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, it's, if you're uh, into like. Markiplier's, Jacksepticeye's, PewDiePie's. That's what they're doing. They're doing things like that. Yeah. So yeah, hit them up. Hit the subscription button. Hit the notification button. Show your support. And do if, all those good things. And if you guys do that, I'll hit the thank you button. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so thanks for listening. And we'll see you next Monday for some podcast, podcast and chill. chill.